Okay, hi Bobir. So you doing, great, thank you. So how today's was your, how's your Miami? It was amazing. I just got back from a great trip, great vacation. That's good. And ready to start the year with fresh uh, strength and energy. I think so. You so are you? You're yeah. always energized, but this yeah, year I was in California. Oh, great! How's your vacation? It was good. Awesome. So for today's episode, it's our second episode. And we're going to talk about the remote team and hiring freelancers versus uh, hiring your in-house because there's two ways, right? So we, we can talk about the remote team, having in-house team, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the developers, right? The developers, designers, and everything that is related to IT. Um, freelancers, remote, remote team or in-house team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about it. How does it work? What was your experience with it? And what I, do you I suggest? Had all of them. I have all of them. You've been through all? I've been, I had all of them. But I started with the uh, 2000, in 2005 when I raised my first capital. I started, um, I had limited budget. It was a big, big amount of money, but um, um, I was looking to save that money. And, uh, and obviously, um, in order for me to be able to save the money, I had to look, and back then I used to live in Australia, by the way. I had to look for people outside of Australia. And uh, without knowing it, I have, without intuitively, I just, you know, I, I established my first remote team, uh, full-time people, you know, and I had to set up an office overseas. Um, the experience was great, and I still have my remote team. Uh, m- most of my people are, are working outside of, uh, uh, of US. Uh, I call it distributed team. And uh, in, ter- in terms of experience, they have a lot of experience. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting, uh, you know, the, the best people. Um, the, the, good thing is, uh, the, 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 the good thing about having someone outside of, uh, outside of your own country is that uh, if we compare it to US, you're going to save, you're going to save a lot of money. And uh, um, also, uh, the, the other good thing is, is that um, you, you have a higher, you, you have more options. When you're looking just in US, there's a lot of demand for IT people in US. If you're looking in US, so you're, you're, you have this limited option, but then if you look at the world, you got a lot more options. So that's the good thing. You save the money, you save money. Uh, you have more options to, uh, to choose from. Um, now let's talk about the, the difficult part of having a remote team. As a business owner, you have time differences. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the different, difficult part. People are working. You can't make everyone work at night because not everybody is going to agree. So you will always have these time differences. Uh, for if we're talking about, and the other thing is the communication problem. So um, some of my clients, obviously people who are living outside of US, outside of English speaking countries, they don't, they're, their nat- native language is not English. It's second, you know, it might be third language. So the communication problem, so when, when my client talks to some of my developers, they say, hey, oh, their English is not good. That's the, that's the problem, yes. That, 
you know, because their native language is not English. Um, that's that's the bad things, and some people just like like having people next to them. You know, uh, like some of my friends in U.S. They say, hey, we're not gonna go. We're we're not going to hire anybody outside of the U.S. We're not gonna hire anybody uh, uh, outside of my office. Actually, you know, I want everybody to be in my office. It's just their preferences, and they're willing to pay for that. That's okay. It's your preferences, and if you're willing to pay for that, that's 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 your choice. Um, uh, so I just mentioned, uh, um, you know, um, um, a team who who's based outside of your country. Now, the other option, what 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 you what what you also have is uh, hiring freelancers. Who are the freelancers? Uh, they're basically solo people, like uh, people who are not associated with any company or any other team. They're individual, they're entrepreneurs, and uh, they offer, they sell themselves, and that's it. Uh, it's good to have them, you know, I hire, some of my content writers are freelancers, some of the SEO people who I hire, they're from India. And uh, some of my Google specialists, uh, marketing specialists, also outside of the U.S. I hired them. They're freelancers. They're not part of any business. And I just hire them uh, on a monthly basis. I pay them retainer contracts. So, you know, I, we have monthly fees and et cetera, et cetera. It's good. But I find, I, I feel like it's, it's not, they're not always reliable. They're not always reliable. Uh, that's because um, most of the freelancers they don't do freelancing full-time they have their full-time job and they do freelancing job you know on the side on a side yeah that's it that's it so that's the that's a bad thing um, in terms of price in terms in terms of cost um, they're like uh, some of them are, are pretty affordable, some of them are expensive. So um, if you're hiring someone outside of the US, it's, it's gonna be cheaper, obviously. It's gonna be, if you're hiring somebody in the US, it's gonna be more expensive. So, and then the last one is um, distributed team. Oh, did I talk about in-house? Oh, in-house. Oh, no, in-house, yeah, tell in -house. us about in-house. In-house, so here's the in-house team. If you are building your in-house development team, and we're, we're going to be talking about US, um, it's, it's, it's good to have them if you are able to source those, that type of people. It's honestly very, very difficult to get good talents because uh, there's no shortage of job in US. They all, they're all working. And uh, if you want a very good talents, you either need to headhunt them or, or be very creative to find them somehow. Um, the good thing, they're, part, they're, they're gonna be sitting in your office. You're very close to them. You're gonna be talking to them um, every day, communicating to them every day. It feels like you are, you know, in terms of managing them, it's, it's easier. Sometimes it's easier. Um, also, it's easier to have these brainstorming sessions, and uh, it just feels like you have this, you know, people, physical presence. Physical presence. 
uh, it also feeds your ego uh, because you 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 see people working and you feel good about that. Um, the the bad thing about that, as I said, uh, you're gonna pay for that, so you have to pay a lot more. Um, you have to be able to find them. Um, apart from that, I don't see any bad things. You know, if you can afford that, if you can find those people, and if you're willing to pay more for that, have have an in-house development team. Otherwise, go with uh, you know uh, distributor right? or outsourcing. I see. Interesting. But uh, so you prefer um, outsourcing and remote? I, I, I don't say outsourcing. I say distributor. Team. Oh, My that's team different. is distributor. Mm -hmm. it's, I have people in Israel. I have people in Russia. I have people in Uzbekistan. Mm -hmm. so, and they all work full time. I also have people in India. They all work full time. But I, I have learned how to manage them. You know, I've learned. It. So tell us about how do you manage remote workers then, if it's not physical office? Like being a traditional manager, I would come to the office and see that my people are working. How do you measure how they're working? How do I measure? Yeah, how do you know they're working it's, on time, they're working properly? So we, so everybody has their own tasks. We work, we have uh, tools called Jira. We assign tasks to every person who have, who, who's out within our team. We have project managers who monitor whether they're doing the job or not. We also look at their, we use a software called Time Doctor that monitor, that basically looks how much time they spend, uh, you know, uh, working on, on, a, on, on a task. And then I can also, if I want to do that, with the permission of my, you know, empl uh, employees, uh, I can look at their screens as well. So. Um, but everybody has their own task. Like if they, if they don't do their task, then we, we, we know that they're not doing their task. And uh, we do weekly stand-up calls um, where everybody joins our conference. We have our own conference conferencing tool. Yeah. Um, and then everybody basically joins the call and then everybody says, hey, this is what I've been doing. This is what I've been doing, and etc. Et weekly summary, right? Yeah, weekly, weekly stand up. We'll call it weekly stand up course, but it's basically a summary of what you have done previous week. Mm, I guess, and the value is that like everybody knows what other people are doing, and it holds them accountable on what what they've been doing. Right? Exactly, exactly. But I've been doing it. I had my my distributed team since two thousand five. I, you know, I've learned how to manage them. I also had in house team. Uh, in-house where they were working from my physical office um, in um, in Moscow where I lived we, we I, I think I had 40 people working um, it was fun it was cool but um, at, at you know I right now I prefer distributed team it's it, for me it's much better because everybody is distributed everybody's doing what they need to do I have awful I have online business I don't, I don't actually need to go to the office. And whenever I need to go to the office, I just, you know, I, I take the way work, I go there and, you know, rent the, uh, the room for a couple of hours, do the meeting, and that's it. And the rest of the day, the, the, you know, um, my entire work, literally, my entire work is on my phone and my computer, that's it. And everybody who works for me, they also, their work is on their computer and on their phone communicating uh, communication wise whenever I need them I write to them you know they, they will uh, respond we use slack 
for communication purposes, and uh, we we use Jira for assigning tasks. That's it. Mm. So it's pretty cool. Interesting, and that's current thing. That's current thing. That's current. And the question a lot of people would have question: Hey, um, I have this great idea. I want to do this startup. I want to I want to build this best you know app in the world. How do I go? Do I uh, hire? Um, hire? Do I set up my own team, uh, or do I give it to somebody else, a consultancy company, development company? Um, I say okay. Like, if you have experience, if you know who you want, if you have tech co-founder, somebody who can help you, and if you have enough budget. You can go and hire your own team. It's a little bit risky, more time-consuming, uh, but you could give it a try. I personally, I would never go and hire my own team. I would rather find a company who specializes in building. You know, who 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 do it on a daily basis. Give the project to them create MVP, minimum viable product, what we've spoken about last time. And, uh, and everything, if everything is working well, and you, if, if, if your business is as proven to be the uh, success, then you can hire your in-house team. But even then, you need to have somebody who will teach you how, who will help you to hire the best talents. Because and I'm talking about my own experience. I got a couple of people, actually a lot of people, uh, who've, who was, who have successful businesses, and uh, they were outsourcing, they were giving their projects to companies, and then they thought, okay, you know what? I will go and establish my own team. I will go and you know, I want to have my own team next to me. And I'm talking about the development team. And they tried to do that. Guess what? A lot of people fail miserably. A lot of people fail. The first thing, as I said, it's very difficult to find your own uh, talents, good talents. Very difficult to retain them. It's very expensive and difficult to manage. So what happened to them, they found people, some of the key people, key players, they started building their team. And when one of the key persons leaves, there's nobody to manage the team. And it's, it's, it's actually a very difficult process. So then they need to hire somebody else and et cetera, et cetera. So instead of focusing, instead of focusing on their business, they get into uh, they get into uh, you know uh, they constantly focusing on oh how do I retain these guys how do I manage them how do I do this and that and etc etc so uh, uh, two or three people who I know who went to um, building their own um, uh, in-house team. in-house teams they actually decided within within a couple of years they decided they they don't want to deal with that. And they actually went to the, the initial model where they were outsourcing it, basically giving it to somebody else, subcontracting it to different companies. 
So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it works. That makes sense. And how do you think, Dan, you've seen progress in remote work? You've seen progress of tools, like you mentioned. Time Doctor probably wasn't around when you started your first company, yeah. right? You've seen these tools develop. What do you think is the future of this? Uh, how, like, what kind of tools will come up? What kind of things will in culturally change that will make remote work more accessible, perhaps? Or do you think some people will still prefer offices in the future, even like 50 years from now? I feel I, I, I'm a true believer of a remote uh, work. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer huge believer of the remote work and it has changed a lot um, when I started when I started my career um, we didn't have that you know the Skype wasn't even available back then uh, a lot of tools we didn't have the tools we couldn't the communication was problem it was either by the messaging you know ICQ I don't know if people remember that or not uh, ICQs and then Skype came out and we, we used to use Skype um, assigning tasks was difficult and, well everything like the video conferencing was not almost non-existent or it was way too expensive way too expensive right now you have everything for remote work everything you have the video conferencing you have the great application for communications uh, you have task management systems uh, you have the great internet speed everywhere everywhere in the world even if you go to the the least developed country, you will you will have internet there. So that's that's the future. Also, look at the. I don't even remember when I went and consulted my um, when I actually went to uh, see my accountant. Wow. Uh, probably it was three years ago. The last time I saw him, it was three years ago. I do everything remotely. I don't need to meet him. You know, if I need to actually see him, I call him for video conferencing. That's it. And, um, it happened. But we're talking about, we started with the technology. Now, you, your question was about the future of the remote Every work. work. Okay, every Three months ago, I had to see, uh, I had to consult with a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Just I had a few questions and, and et cetera. And uh, guess what? Uh, I, found it, I found that person on the Instagram, we, I paid with uh, PayPal. I had a, um, a conference with her on, I think it was Zoom or maybe Skype, I don't, I don't remember, but I had the video conferencing. And she was physically, she was outside of the US. She was, uh, I think she, I don't even remember, she was shelling somewhere. And uh, it, it's great. And uh, and when I asked her, how many clients do you have, like myself? She said 100%. I don't meet with, she doesn't meet with her clients. She does it remotely. And they're all over the world. All over the world. <laughs> all over the world. 15 years ago, it wasn't like that. You had to, look, look, Sam, even us. When did you meet? Did you meet any of our clients in person? Not the ones that we're working with. Not the ones we work, uh, not the ones that you closed the deal yeah. with, right? Uh, no, not a single. Not person. even in New York. The not even we... in New York, right? People, people, people close a deal with us for hundreds of thousands of dollars without seeing us, right? How crazy is that? It's crazy. What we do, we take our computers when we need to meet with them. 
We actually do it on the video conferencing and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's changing. And people are okay with that. Perception is okay. Everything, yeah, people are okay. If you need to talk to your uh, nutritionist, if you need to talk to your fitness um, coach, you can do it over the video conferences. You can do it remotely. So, yeah, look, we started with the remote teams, in-house teams, freelancers, and we're ending up about the remote. Right. I'm a true, true believer of a remote uh, work. And uh, I, when I started, when I had the distributed team back in 2005, people were saying, oh, that's the wrong way to go. You're not gonna succeed. It's not gonna work out. Uh, remote is not good. The quality is not good. You know, you won't be able to manage it. And everything, was, everything that they said was wrong. You know? uh, I hire the best talents. I have really good pool of talents. I have people working from Israel. I have people working from India. I have people working from Russia. I have people working from Uzbekistan. And they work as a one team. But it took me a long time to actually establish that. And the processes, you know, uh, I made some mistakes and then I had to, I had to change, I had to learn from that. But then we built this and I, and I think like, um, if you can do that, do it. Do it. Even within US, even if within US, if you can, if you want to hire somebody who is uh, who's expert in artificial intelligence, and you are living in um, I don't know Knoxville, Tennessee, you might have a difficulty finding them in your own city. So. If you can't find that kind of person, look at look at within the U.S. Throughout the whole country. The whole country. If you can't find that person within the whole country, go go abroad. Look for for them outside of the U.S. And I think it's also interesting for people in um, maybe they're watching outside of the U.S., where uh, the pay is not as comparable as in the U.S., but they can still get hired, right? They can get good pays. Yeah, they can good. so um, yeah, obviously, when when you're hiring somebody outside of the U.S., uh, you don't pay the the same salaries as, as in U.S. because you. That's the reason you. That's hiring. the reason. You know, one of the reasons that you go and hire somebody outside, you need to save the money. And in today's world, the competition is very fierce. You know, you you're competing with. There's a lot of competition, so you need to you provide the best service at the best price. And, and be able to provide the best talents. So that's why you, you go outside, you find them, you negotiate the good deals, good salaries, offer them good you know, work conditions, and if they're okay with that, that's it. Mm-hmm. But also people who get hired, they still get paid probably a little above than they would get yeah. in their own country, exactly. right? For the same job. Exactly. That's cool. Exactly. How, many, how, how long was the video? Uh, right now it's 23 minutes already. Oh, we can do another five, six yeah. minutes and then 30 minutes and we'll cut it yeah. off. Because okay. too much is too much. Right, yeah. yeah. Let's let's cut it on 30. So we talked about future. We talked about current things. Um, what are some of the, I would say, disadvantaged advantages? What would you suggest if somebody is trying to establish a consultancy company in, say, social media industry and they want to go remote? Oh, they want to go remote. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, if you are, first of all, you, uh, the person who is establishing the consultancy has to understand the business himself, has to be, uh, um, 
has to understand set, has to be a good professional, and, and etc. Now, if you want to go remote and find, in, if it's social media marketing, you need content writers. You can find them in Philippines, you can find them in India, you can find them, uh, um, um, you know, some of the states in the US like Vegas, where, where the, the salaries are not that mm -hmm. expensive, not that high. Um, once you establish the relationship, once you find that person, then you negotiate the, you know, whether you're paying by hours per project, or if you're hiring that person in-house, well, basically meaning that they're working for you full-time, but remotely, and then, and then take it from there. Like, you, you find one person, and the second person, and third person, and then you decide, okay, you, uh, and then you have to be able to manage them result like allocating and, and assigning tasks make sure that you have a system in place right system in place because without the proper system you won't be able to manage them make sure that you have a uh, at least a weekly call or preferably a daily calls like hey how's the pro how's things going and etc etc and uh, and uh, yeah, it, it takes some time, but then it, it's possible. It's, it's, if you're hiring somebody outside of the US, then you need to make sure how you're going to pay them um, and, um, and how you're going to you know, have a contract with them. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And you bring everybody from different locations together and you form a company like that. That's correct, mm. correct. We talked about tools that you can use for that, like Slack, Oh, Slack, yeah. Jira for, for software developers. Look, every company, <coughs> web development, mobile application development, consultancy business in New York, they hire people outside of their office. I mean, they have, even if they claim that they have in-house development team, most of them have somebody who, who is a freelancer or or they hire they hire somebody outside of the uh, of the country. It's just it, it's it's like you know there's so much. It, it gives you a lot of flexibility, flexibility. And in order to be competitive, this is what you need to do. Great, and this is the future of work. This is the future of work. I'm not. I'm not gonna go back to office work, ever. How do you? work from home and stay motivated? Then. Um, good question, good question. Uh, I, so I have about 30 people working for me yeah. and um, I do daily calls with them. I do weekly calls with them. Mm, I talk to, uh, you know, my project managers and I'm involved, I'm involved in the processes. It's just like, imagine me being in a separate room and all of my team being in the, in the other room and that's it. So we, we actually see each other. Um, working from home, um, it's, it's okay. I mean, I got used to that. Uh, where, where we're sitting right now is, 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 is a facility of my apartment building. So I come here, you come to me, we talk, we talk to our clients. So I, I don't feel, you know, motivation is, is like whether you have it or, well, it's up to you. I mean, some people cannot work like like what I do, like how I work. But it still feels like uh, you still talk to people. It's not yeah, like you're I still lonely. talk to people. I still talk to my clients. I still talk to you. I still talk to all of my t uh, team members. So 
I'm still, you know, I keep my motivation up and high. And you probably got used to it over I the got years. Used to it. Mm -hmm. I got used to it. I think it's going to every profession. Like you said, we have lawyers who work from home and they exactly. consult from home. We have uh, accountants. Of course, accountants, psychologists, nutritionists, dietitians, whatever they call. Uh, some of the um, even doctors are going home, right? Telemedicine. <laughs> telemedicine. Imagine, dude. Like, you don't have to go and see physical doctor if you just have a, a headache. You don't have to. How do you describe this process? I was shocked when you described this six months ago. Yeah, it's easy. You, if you have some, uh, I don't know, headache or something like that, you can go and book uh, an appointment with the doctor. Have a actual televisit. We, we call it. They call it the televisit, mm -hmm. and you have this video conferencing. He he basically asks you all of these questions, and then he says, "Okay, you need uh, you need to take uh, this drug. You need to take that drug." And, and that's it, that's pretty much it. it however, if you're having a, some kind of, a, you know, if you have a pain in your chest, obviously you need to go to an emergency. But if you're just having a headache or if you have a pain in your hand or something like that, you can consult with your doctor over the phone. And most of, the, and most of them, they can help you out. Uh -huh. So you don't need physical thing. But I see you got a new watch. Is that gonna also help in the future? Dude, this is a, I was thought, you know, of course, this thing, this thing is the future. This mm. thing is really future, because this is going to be connected, connected to your. It will it will store all of your health information, and in the future, in the future, they will be able to uh, to check your blood pressure. They they will be able to do. They they already they can do the AKG. I think uh, I'm not sure, but uh, they can measure check your pulse. pulse? Wow. They can they can measure your pulse, and uh, they will be able to do their uh, blood pressure and etc. etc. And then this information will be provided to a doctor who's, who's not with you. And the doctor will be able to see, oh, okay, this is what's happening with your health. Real time, right? Real time. Especially and, with 5G, probably it's going to exactly. be super fast. Oh, 5G is the future. 5G <laughs> is the future. But 5G, okay, this is a different topic. Because mm -hmm. if I'm going to be talking about the 5G, I'm going to be talking about it. We can do a separate. We can yeah. cut it out. We already have 30 minutes on this. So okay. we can uh, wrap this one up. Uh, thank you for watching this. Yeah, thank you for watching. I hope this information was useful to to sum it up uh, to give you a summary if you if you want to build something if you want to build something uh, you have uh, and you don't have your own team you have option to build your own team but make sure you have enough money make sure you you know where to source your talents make sure you know who you know, uh, who you need to hire, and you will have to manage them yourself, and it's not gonna be cheap. Other option, you find the freelancers. But if you have a big project, it's very difficult to build a, uh, a team with the freelancers, because freelancers are, are you know, they, sometimes they're not the, that reliable. They're good for small tasks. Let's say you have a task for, uh, writing a content, a blog, or you have a task to solve certain uh, technological problem. Short term. Short term. They can, they, you can hire them. Or you go and find a, a good company, good company, who, and basically outsource it to them. And make, but you need to make sure that they know what they're talking about, they have experience, and et cetera, et cetera. That's it.
Great. Thank you, Wabir. I think this was very helpful. For the next episode, do let us know in the comments what you guys want us to talk about and how the format is going. The feedback is very important for us in the beginning when we're just starting the show. Thank you. Thank you.